It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 286 of Two Blokes Talking Tech, and I'm joined here at Poolside by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Mate, uh, times are tough. Yes, it is very tough. We're in Darling Point, uh, overlooking Rushcutters Bay. Sitting this is your house? Uh, yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> sitting beside a nice little pool in the beautiful, sunny Sydney weather. It's bloody hot. And it's going to be a million degrees you're, tomorrow, so thank God. There, okay. I'm only half in the shade, but okay. one, one of us has a bigger happy issue to, with heat than, than the other. over for you, no, no. problem. Um, we, are, uh, we are at a Harborside mansion uh, where Samsung are announcing a phone. We'll tell you about that shortly. We do it all thanks to Netgear, our good friends at Netgear and their home networking products. You can find out about them at netgear.com.au, and we'll tell you about them shortly. Um, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, Stephen, uh, Mobile World Congress is just weeks away. Uh, we talked recently about how Samsung won't be there announcing their flagship phone, but they have announced a new phone today, and we've had a little look at it. There'll be more details next week and on our website to be able to share about pricing and availability, but let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy A-series phones. This is not a phone we've had in the last year or so, um, but I think it's an interesting move for Samsung to bring a mid-range. We assume it'll be mid-priced. Um, when we say mid-priced, we think four to kind of 800, four to 700. We don't know where, what Samsung thinks of that. But the A-series phone is basically, uh, I feel terrible saying it, but it's like a year-old technology um, from, the, from the S7. Uh, brought into a, a beautiful body. It's it's a really nice design. It's it a is, solid yeah, yeah. construction. It's got USB-C. It's waterproof. It's got a very nice AMOLED screen, only um, full HD. But I think it's a cracking good-looking phone. It is, and I think that the features included, uh, in, like the camera, for example, 16 megapixel front and back, says a lot about the market that they're targeting this at. This is obviously a millennials play. They want they want to get the younger users giving giving them all those features that they that they they would use like the camera, like the waterproof design uh, and and uh, the, the the nice big screen. I think it's a 5.2 inch. 5. Point, so there's a the Galaxy A5, A5 yep. and a Galaxy A7. The 5.2 inch is the A5. 5.7 inch is the Galaxy A7. A7. Yeah. Um, and obviously there'll be different price points. And I think you're right about the millennial thing uh, and interesting to me to hear them specifically basically talk about how they're targeting that market. We're not going to see TV ads for this thing. You're not going to see massive billboards. This is going to be a digital campaign. You're going to see – we won't see it because we're not millennials. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on websites. Um, I'm young at heart, though, mate. I'm young at heart. Facebook knows, mate. You're not, you're not going to get the ads. Um, and and you think about who else is t- talking about that same market. You know, Even your Alcatels of the world, you know. Yeah. That, that maybe this is a sign that Samsung's realising that there is huge market share being driven driven through that lower end. Well, Samsung have always had a range of phones. Yeah. We know that they've always had entry-level devices. They've never um, really promoted the ones yeah. below their flagship. Well, the, the flagship obviously gets the attention. Well, we talk about them more than their other devices, but I think this this just goes to show that there is a demand in that mid-tier. People, people uh, would be mistaken to think that the action only happens in the top tier with the Galaxy S7s and the Google Pixels and the iPhones. 
this is a growing market because people, these devices uh, provide affordability so people can buy them outright rather than buying them on a plan. And so that gives them, especially the millennials these are targeted at, the freedom to find a, a, a good a good value plan rather than being stuck on a contract. Yeah. So it really speaks volumes as this the size of that mid or super mid-tier market, let's call it, where there's people looking around for a bargain. And like, like you said, you sort of, yeah, the technology isn't obviously as good as the top-tier devices, but having having that technology on a device now that's become affordable at the mid-level, that's compelling offering for, for a person in the market. And we don't have formal pricing or availability announcements, but our understanding is it's going to be in all the telcos and all the big retailers. So... And I feel, when, when I hear them say things like that, I feel quite bad for the Oppos, the Huawei's and the Alcatel's of the world well, because the, they have a punish right. trying to get into one retailer, let alone yeah. into a telco, yet Samsung walks in and goes, hey, so here's a phone, uh, it's going to be priced, you know, this this <laughs> point, do you want to range it? And they'll go, yes. Like, yeah, it's course. just, it's an well, immediate it's, attraction. It's, it's And look, let, let, let's, let's keep in mind, you know, that they are still sort of on the upswing from the Note 7 dramas. They're, they're, they've, re, they've already put it behind them. They've got an ad campaign running. This battery, I understand, has had the eight-point battery check that they, they talked about after the Note 7 issues. Yeah. So all, all phones manufactured by Samsung since November yeah. have had that eight-point safety check. So even newly constructed Samsung Galaxy S7s are going through that process. So they're very strong on, on making sure that they've got that um, credibility around safety. Yeah, um, not, not, not good for them that uh, one of the battery factories had a fire um, last night. Um, but, uh, you know, it was in a way... Like, don't, don't let that hype you up, people, if you see no. that story. It was in a waste bin. Like, it was a fire in a waste area, not in the yeah, factory. But, but hopefully they weren't the batteries from the Note 7 that were thrown away that were on fire. <laughs> but bottom line, I think, um, this has been a, a solid wake-up call in terms of safety and design, not only for Samsung. I think other other companies have looked over the oh, fence. Yeah. They've looked over the fence and thought what's happening with Samsung, and they've probably taken heed of what what they're doing. But it just in terms of the the, um, the Galaxy A devices, you're right. I think that just after you see companies like Oppo and Huawei make a lot of noise releasing phones in that tar, in that area, in that tier, even the Mate 9, which we'll talk about a little bit later, priced at 999 having a Samsung device come in with pretty similar features, $200 cheaper, there's a line that I've used in my review that I'll talk about later about pricing and how competitive it should have been. But it, the other thing to think about is that, well, if, if Samsung are announcing a Galaxy A today this week uh, with, with pretty impressive features you've only got to wonder what's the S8 going to look like in a couple of months time I mean, we're going to have another top tier device from Samsung in, in a matter of weeks so you've got to just you've got to wonder wow there must be some solid new features in the new device yeah. and you know what else it tells me um, they're very confident in the cyclical nature of Australians buying habits um, contract ends we sign up again we move on we get the next phone Absolutely. because otherwise I would say to you, mate, jeez, mate, looking at the A5, I don't know why you'd buy the S7. Like, if you were an abs, like, let's be honest here, right? Mm-hmm. If you were a Joe Blow, and maybe you're not the uh, you know, high-end, you know, early yeah. adopter, but mums, dads, millennials, yeah. if you're standing next to an S7 and an A5, I'm telling you, take the A5. Absolutely. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be at least $400 cheaper. It will. I mean, it's ridiculous to think how good the quality is at that yeah. mid Upper mid price point, but it's it's like you it's 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 the S7 though it will be a year old in a month. So yeah, but you, a year, at, like, you, people yeah. are still buying S7s today. Yeah, they are on a contract. Yeah. 
thinking it's a brand new phone because it is a brand new phone. Yeah. Sure, the processor might be a, you know a year old generation, but you can buy a laptop today with a fifth gen Intel Core processor in it. It still looks great and goes yeah. great, even though the seventh gen is available. So, do you know what I mean? Those insides of the right. phone aren't yeah. big deals to people. Yeah, you're right. I don't think people are paying. Like you, your average customer is not going to say, "Well, this has got a slightly slower processor, or the battery's only twelve, the the, the camera's only twelve megapixels instead of 16. So there's a, there are a lot of people who are looking at them, comparing like for like, and thinking, "Well, for for this much, for the, if I can save this much money, then yeah, absolutely, the Galaxy A is going to be the one." Galaxy A battery on the on the A5 is uh, 3,000 milliamp. On the A7, it's three and a half or three six, yeah. 3,600 milliamp. So like it's a huge a battery, battery, right? Day and a half battery. Um, and you know, we made the point. What, what why would I buy an S7? And the, the answer was camera's better, yeah. right? So even though it's got the same megapixel count, it's still a better camera. Um, the screen, screen resolution is better. on the S7, yeah. But, and I mean, the processor power, so the power, the power is higher in the S7. But I've got to be honest with you, mate, on those things, yeah. I still don't know why I'd buy an S7. Absolutely, so, yeah. but this is, it goes to my point of, I think they're very confident that people are still going to buy the flagship phone, even though they're going so hard on this. And I think it's a great move from them, which will unfortunately affect some of those other carriers, um, some of those other, other uh, technology uh, manufacturers, because, you know, if Samsung creeps heavily into this mid-range, yeah. uh, how does that affect the Huawei's and the Oppo's and Absolutely. the Alcatel's of the world that are trying to well, bump into that? That will have a bit of a, a bit of a massive effect on them. But um, the, the, the I, I like the fact that the, the A has some of the new features, like, the, for example, the USB-C. Uh, is, is included, whereas the S7 still has the old micro oh, USB we know. connection. As soon as we saw the so Note 7, we knew the course. S8 was going to have USB-C. But it, but it just goes to show that uh, there, there are some features in the in the in the Galaxy A which uh, are slightly better than even the S7 in that in that regard. But yeah. the the I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the S8's got offer because I think to to really differentiate itself from this new model, the, the the mid-tier model, and even the S7 for that matter, it really needs to have some impressive features. I'm tipping S8 will have a 4K screen, 4K resolution screen. It'll have a bigger screen and obviously... Screen faster, to bezel ratio will be yeah, higher. Again. Faster processor and all that sort of gear. So, yeah. All right, that's all ahead of us with the S8, but right now uh, the A5 and A7 series. We'll get some details up once pricing's announced at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Stan has really, really... Your mate Stan or the streaming service? Stan, the streaming service, the subscription video on demand service. What do you say? SVOD or do you actually... SVOD. I just say streaming service. SVOD, yeah, streaming service. No one in the public is calling it a SVOD service. Yeah, understand. But for uh, our listeners who are highly, highly uh, tech savvy, the Stan SVOD service announced some pretty exciting changes coming up in 2017 and really sort of following what Netflix established late last year with the ability to download programs to view offline. And that, that's going to start in March. So some of your favourite programs, including some of the new programs, like How Good's Billions. What a great Mate, show. One of the best shows. Season 2 starts February the 20th. Week by week drip feed. Yes, but you'll be able to at least, if you can't watch it at home, you can at least download. That'll be one of the shows you'll be able to download and watch on the move. Like Better Call Saul, yeah. uh, Breaking Bad. And you mentioned programs. being a following Netflix. I actually think great strategy. Be a fast follower, not a leader. Now, this is not something that's happened overnight. They've had to work on this for a long time, 12 to 18 months, and not because of the technology let me be clear the technology to download content is very easy it's easy to create easy to protect 
the issue is rights. You know, you, you, let's say you signed a deal with the, the creators of Better Call Saul to spend a million dollars on their program, da 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 da. You know, 18, 18 months ago, and then two months later, you went, oh, we really need the download rights. You've got to go back and renegotiate <laughs> that deal. So that's the issue: is actually getting back to all the companies that have rights deals with, and every rights deal from now on will have it. But a huge, huge important thing for them because you do need to be competitive in this space. You need to you need to be able to be comparable. Um, and if content is the only differentiator, that's a good thing. So what what content is available, not not the features yeah. of the service. And well, the other thing they announced was 4K. Yes. Now, as someone who has a, a big screen TV and you know all the apps and things, it's 4K is phenomenal, mate. Whether it's Amazon Prime yeah. watching the Grand Tour or Netflix watching you know Narcos, 4K is spectacular. And the great thing about 4K in these streaming services is. For most people, it's the first time you've seen 4K content on your TV. Most people haven't yet bought a 4K player. But there are there are a lot of people that have 4K TVs from from two years ago mm. uh, that that probably haven't really watched true 4K content. And so this will apply to 2015 and 2016 model year uh, TVs from Samsung. LG and Samsung, as well as the PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah, and. and for uh, just on the download so download side as well, it's also uh, parents will be happy to know that a lot of the kids' programs can be downloaded, like your Cartoon Networks, Nickelodeon, so you can do that as well. And for people wondering why you'd want that, obviously if you get on a plane, it's amazing. So I downloaded um, like the whole season, uh, a bunch of episodes of like, the Grand Tour from Amazon Prime before I flew to the states. Uh, on Netflix, I downloaded Narcos. I hadn't seen it. I thought I'd, yeah. I'd watch it. Um, yeah, I, have, Netflix, I still yeah, haven't watched show. it. I still haven't watched it, to be honest. But um, the, the other one is when you're uh, a commuter and you don't want to chew through all your mobile data, yeah. um, but you want to just watch some TV on the train or the bus. So Download cool. this stuff at home and you're using your home broadband allowance for the for the viewing. So that's a handy feature. like No doubt, what like you said, saving data charges, but... You know when you get into a program and, you know, the, the whole binging is, is kind of part and parcel of the SVOD thing now. You, you yeah. don't watch a series week to week. You watch it in a weekend. Yeah. Which is why I wait for billions to be out for a month so that I can at least yeah, watch yeah. three or four. Watch four, yeah. But what, what, what this allows you to do is if, if you've watched an episode of a program, say, before you go to bed, you can know that, oh, okay, I, I can download the next episode and watch it on the train or yeah. on the bus or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and just keep up with it. So when you're home that next night, you might download two episodes go on the way to work on the way home and then that night you can watch another couple mm. so it just helps people get through all these uh, all these shows because there's just so many to watch that you're thinking where am I going to get the time yeah in a year that we lost presto uh, rest in peace um, and we'll soon get the relaunch of Foxtel Play this is a great shot across the bow from Stan it's not a, it's not an attack on Netflix it's a it's a it's, it's a way to say we are in this market to stay um, not only those features they announced much, much bunch of new content Wolf Creek Series 2 yeah. um, uh, the, the comedy series here's the, yeah, the one I think is smart one, right I'm, so is that the one I'm dying up here they're produced no, by one, Jim one night stand so it's a, it's yeah. a stand up comedy so think about this 10-15 years ago a, a good comedian would release a DVD of a, of a special they the comedians yeah. call it a special. Then HBO started in the US as a cable channel, and they started making these specials and airing them on broadcast. Then Netflix started c- recording and, and publishing these things. Oh, I watch a lot of comedy, so in my Netflix, the first thing I see is just all the comedy yeah. stand-ups, right? And so Stan has gone, well, we'll just do Aussie. So Will Anderson, Judith Lucy, yeah. a bunch of That's really smart. great comedians have done stand-up shows. Yep. They're going to be available a week at a time and then you know to watch whenever you want on Stan. Yeah. Very smart, fast follower strategy from Sam, uh, from Stan that I think is really to be respected. I, I look at it like the, the, the whole proliferation of these the, those comedy shows that you're talking about and, and all these all these content. It re- reminds me of when, when iTunes started, when the iTunes store, the app store, like what a great distribution service for a programmer or an app developer. Yeah. For now, if you're a content creator, 
this is this is going to have that effect to content. It's just going to make it so easy to access anywhere. Because in the past, you had to do a deal with a television network, and if you, if if you weren't luck, guaranteed yeah. of getting half a million viewers or a million, yeah. good luck. Now you're just going to have good content with an audience, and, and you're more of a chance of getting a show. So Stan's update: good news for uh, those that love streaming. Only ten dollars a month, and uh, you can check it out at uh, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Now, Danny Green <laughs> and smashed Anthony Mundine. Anthony Mundine. Well, and, and here's the thing. Just to get this off, off uh, out of the way, I, I thought, as, as much as I, I'm not a massive fan of Mundine anyway, but I thought he got robbed. I thought that he won the fight. He was, it was even up until well, he got robbed. I'm happy, I'm happy to drive the getaway car. <laughs> yeah, okay. oh. <laughs> That's good life for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that uh, it was pretty even up until about the seventh, eighth round, but uh, the, the last two to three rounds of Mundine, I thought, dominated. So uh, that's not the story. Uh, here. Regular listeners of mine might have heard this story before, but let me, let me talk you through my Friday, okay? Now, I, I, was in a, I drove from Bathurst to Canberra and I was in a hotel room, did my radio show. Straight after the radio show, I thought, I'm going to watch Mundine get smashed. And I thought, I'll pay my 60 bucks. So I researched it online, 60 bucks. Can't Beautiful. Do it. No worries. Online. Foxtel, yeah. Foxtel. I'm a Foxtel subscriber. I've got the Foxtel Go app. I watch bloody Formula One. I watch Sky News. I watch everything on the Foxtel Go app. There's no main event. There's no legal way for a Foxtel subscriber yeah. to watch this thing unless they're sitting on their ass on their lounge at In home. In front of a Foxtel right? box. Yeah, yeah. So I went, oh, well, so everyone said, oh, go and watch it at a pub. I, I drove past a couple of pubs. There was lots of people. I don't do yeah, that. Not I don't do, pub had, there, there I don't a... do pubs and people, okay? So that was not going to happen. <laughs> So I got back to that's, my... Ho- that's a nice word from our friendly co-host here. He doesn't do... If you don't, just don't approach him in the street. Just leave him alone. Walker Road Hotel is my environment, right? There's not many people there. There's no pokies. Also owned by Trevor's mother as well. <laughs> so I went back to the hotel and I thought, you know where it'll be? Periscope. Looked on Periscope, 10 or 15 different people streaming yeah, the undercard. Yeah. Went on Facebook... 10 or 15 people Facebook streaming the undercard. Yeah. Found this bloke called uh, Brett Hevers on Davison in the Central Coast. And I oh, made, I will keep naming you because you did it publicly. <laughs> um, 150,000 people ended up yeah, watching his yeah. stream. And there was another 150, bloke. 155,000 well, watching is, his. Darren Sharp is the one I, I, I didn't watch. I think I watched the other guy. What's the other guy's name? Brent. Brett, Brett Hevers. Oh, I watched his as well. Yeah. Well, so his, his dropped out. So, so you, we you, both, we both. You, well, we didn't break the law, did we? Who broke the law here? Him. We didn't, we, we, it's a very grey we, area we in terms of the viewing, right? But yeah, we're not going to get sued trust me i'll say a million times i watched it um he his stream dropped out because what foxtel were doing once they realized this was happening they were sending unique codes to boxes that were showing up on the screen and and they would then ring those customers Uh, right so that has so they the unique code would show up on the on the screen that's why if you watch the brett hevers guy he had a bit of paper over the screen so they couldn't work out who it was Uh, right He, he worked it out the first time but then his stream cut off his wife lost her nut or his girlfriend, yeah. and and he, he then it came back. So he lost his 150,000 viewers and then regained about 60 or 70,000. Yeah. Over the course of the broadcast, 483,000 viewers. I took a screenshot, Brett. Sorry, buddy, I'll use it in court if I'm, if I'm asked. <laughs> um, he, he had some serious viewership, so did this bloke on the, on, on, in Brisbane. The bloke in Brisbane got a phone call from Foxtel that was funny. and recorded that was the funny. phone broadcast the phone call right. acting like a complete idiot because yeah. the Foxtel bloke's going, mate, it's illegal, shut it down. He goes, man, I'm not doing mate, anything I'm wrong. I've got the actual transcript. Yeah. I wrote the transcript out on my story, and Stephen had far too much time yeah, on his hands. It, it was 
Well, he was. Well, I I like the fact that he was saying, he "Goes, oh mate, he goes, I, I don't want to let you go." The, the guy said, "Look, you got to you got to stop doing it on Facebook." He goes, "I don't want to disappoint. I've got ninety thousand people, mate. Yeah. I'm going to disappoint them." Like he's like he's doing a public service. Like, uh, to be clear, he obviously paid for it. I think he paid through it from what I heard through his girlfriend's Foxtel account, and he was asking, he "Goes, mate, where'd you get my number?" And so they've obviously seen it on Facebook and saw that he was a former customer yeah. and had his number. Yeah. And, but this genius decided to record it on, on, on YouTube. And here's the thing, right? <laughs> so, so let's break it down now a week after the event. Um, it's illegal to stream a, a live event that you don't have the rights to broadcast, right? Now, that's in, if it was just some random local sporting event, no. Mm. But for an event that does sell its rights, like I've got tickets to Guns N' Roses, it says no cameras, no broadcasting, right? It's yeah, written yeah. on the ticket. So, um, but, but It's a breach of copyright. That's written on the back of every ticket, no cameras. No, this is like but who, the front, Yeah, but who who doesn't... Who, ha, who Where haven't you seen people taking photos at a concert? Yeah, but trust me, do like they, they don't care. Saying, hey, are, no. you, are you Facebook live streaming? They're not going to do that. They, you know why? Because the quality is not worth anyone's yeah. bloody time. But, because that's what I was going to ask, though. So, so if say if Darren, Whereas all Sharp, I wanted to see was who was winning and it didn't yeah, get exactly. Out. No, I actually watched the whole fight. But say this Darren Sharp who was streaming and was on the phone to Foxtel. Say he was at the fight. Yep. Right. He's at the. Yeah, they would have kicked him out if he kept streaming if for he, an hour if, like he if did he there. Was there holding his phone up? Would they yes. have tapped him on the shoulder yes. and say, "Mate"? But how would they have known? They would, mate. They would have worked it out where he was, triangulated, and gone. There he is. Boom. Get your phone down, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you, you send it to a few mates on Instagram, no yeah. drama. If you live stream it to two of your mates and they listen, they watch for four minutes, no drama. Yeah. But if you're broadcasting the entire undercard and the main event for an hour, mate, you're illegally broadcasting it, right? No, no, I agree now, with Foxtel you. own the rights and they will throw the book at well, them. Well, you, you do the math. Like, it was fifty nine ninety five. Yeah. If, if every one of those 150,000 people paid 60 it's bucks, million bucks right? yeah, it's a lot of money. But now, but here's the thing, though. This, this is what made me laugh during the conversation with Darren Sharp and Foxtel. Foxtel was saying, they said, look, we've got protection measures built into the box so you can't tamper with it and share it, yet with all the technology they've got in the box, they couldn't stop someone filming a television That's right. screen That's and, right. fi- and streaming on Mate, Facebook. Who foresaw Facebook Live coming, right? Well, now, I did some a couple of things. There's a lot to talk about here, but I, I had a look yesterday at just random streams on Facebook Live. Most of it is the exact same things. People streaming television in, in Cuba or you know yeah. Florida and baseball games. It's happening too much. So there's three things here. Firstly, the two blokes that did it, they're idiots, and they're going to get sued. So Foxtel will go ahead and and, and, for, and legal action, even if it's just to cause them a great inconvenience of legal costs. Scare the shit out of them. Bloody yeah. oath. Yeah, bloody <laughs> oath. Sorry, Jackson. Uncle Steve said a naughty <laughs> word. Um, and 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 mate, I think they should go them, and I think they have to make an example because remember, yeah. Foxtel own Foxtel's entire business is built yeah, around the NRL. AFL, the NRL, yeah, etc. Facebook yeah, but, need but to do something. NRL, AFL, they're, they're weekly games that aren't going to be. No, but mate, you know, like the same applies. Same applies. It's a yeah, bigger no, risk. It's all about protecting content. We're Facebook about content needs to do stand. something yeah. because they're just letting it happen. And thirdly, yeah. Foxtel need to take a good hard look at themselves. Now, Game of Thrones, NRL, these deals are done years ago, and you could not have foreseen, and you can't plan for everything. This fight was planned three or four months ago, from start to finish. Why the hell did? Foxtel not make available A, to me as a paying normal customer, yeah. the ability to watch it on my phone well, B, a cheaper story. stream 70% of Australians aren't Foxtel customers, yeah. right? Why wouldn't you make a $20 yeah. SD resolution phone only, no Chromecast, no Apple TV stream available on, on your mobile phone yeah. or tablet no, no, it's, it's, and, and they would have made it a million, million bucks, it, a million dollars. It, go, it goes back to the, the old privacy, the old piracy scenario where 
if you haven't got reasonable, affordable access, people are going to steal it. And this is exactly what happened. This is, this is why there were so many people watching it online on Facebook for free because there was no provision, like you said, to give access to just a punter who yeah. wants to watch a fight. That's right. That aren't, that aren't in Adelaide. Yes, and that, and that aren't Foxtel customers yeah. uh, for any reason. Now, but the same uh, thing oh, happens, though, for, for you mentioned Game of Thrones. It happens... It, that that's their trump card I know. that they want to try to use to but, encourage you to become a customer. The reason I use that as an example is because Game of Thrones is a very expensive production and it spans yeah. many weeks. It's very difficult to just go, here's a cheap version. How many episodes have you seen? None. This is a <laughs> this is a fight that goes one night yeah. and, and basically they know their audience. They know the percentage of pay-per-view. Yeah. They know the Foxtel audience. They could have made more money. Now, I concede that they would never have made $8 million because of 150, let alone 300,000 people, would never have paid $60. There's 50,000 of those people who would just never pay a cent. But I'm convinced that at least a third of those people would have opened up their wallet 10, 20, I reckon 20, 25 would be ideal for an online-only, you know, low-res stream. And I think Foxtel missed the boat there. Well, I think there's going to be learnings in this for everyone, for Facebook, for the the people who did it, for Foxtel themselves, because I think that he mentioned this guy on the phone call was mentioning copyright laws and all this. Well, the copyright laws aren't keeping up with technology, plain and simple. Now, whether the next main event thing comes on, whether it's another fight or whatever, like wrestling's pretty big on their main event channels, Mm. what's going to change? What are we going to see? Like, uh, uh, is is Facebook going to take more responsibility? They have to. Are they going to say, well, you know, we, we don't encourage people breaking the law, which is exactly what this Mate, here's is. the thing. Facebook only need to spend $150,000 a year to start this, this thing. I logged on yesterday and looked at 35 streams out of probably there was maybe 200 in the world at the time. And I could, if I was Facebook, I could have just clicked, you know, cancel, cancel, cancel yeah. the streams. You know, th- it's not a hard thing. They can see. There's a, there's a public map of all the live broadcasts. Yeah. You can see it. They can do the same thing. And they could have technology that identifies um, sporting events. Look, I uploaded a three-minute video of my wedding, right, that Rob Locke made. of a hi- It was a highlight. Unbelievable, simple yeah. video that people yeah. don't normally watch back their wet- wedding. But this was a beautiful video. I was uploaded on my anniversary. Facebook immediately said, no, no, it's got Robbie Williams, she's the one in it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm uploading my wedding video. They were able to identify music. They've got to start identifying content as well. Absolutely right. You know, I think that they've got to take more of a more responsibility here. And and I think in future you're going to see that, like I I can remember, and you've you've had this too, whenever we go to some live events, I think even some Apple launches that they specifically said, no periscoping allowed. Yeah. They've made a point of saying that. Yeah. So are we going to see from now on people saying no Facebook Live, no yeah. no live streaming, keep your phones away? Yeah. Like the world we live in where everyone's got a cat phone, everyone's got a camera, everyone's a journalist, everyone can show you anything at any time. Uh, there's going to be some restrictions, I, be- I-, I can imagine, put in place around these sort of things. There has to be. Two blokes talking tech. Well, we live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Wi-Fi Router. Built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get faster Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously and is perfect for 4K streaming, virtual reality and super-fast data transfers. The X10 features the latest... 11AC and 11AD network technology, allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gigabits a second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes, to transfer. 
The, Nit- the Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to the needs of today's connected home. From connected deadbolts, smart lights and Arlo Wi-Fi cameras, the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently detect direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is the first router with Plex Media Server built in. Plex organises all of your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to all your content using an always-on router. Wirelessly stream 4K video to any device jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Router contains quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. The Nighthawk X10, the world fastest Wi-Fi router. Um, Stephen. Yes. You love your wife. Trevor. I know that. You've been very, very open about that. But I'm... And, and we've, we've, we've both... We've, well, she's on the phone right now. We've both admitted... Um, we've both admitted that uh, in other previous mobile phone servos that we've used our mobile phones in the bathroom. Ten, uh, one in ten people have admitted to Huawei when doing a survey that they use their phone in the most intimate of times. I'm just Very saying like, right now, no. No, you have no, a, you haven't and, and no. never will? Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't. I, I phone, phone stays off. And These surveys the are interesting sometimes, aren't they? <laughs> so one in ten people have used their phone, shall we just say, in the bedroom. Um, so hang but, on, when you say that, what, they sort of filming proceedings? Is that what they're what they talking What are you talking about? or? Just I'm just leaving of, the single line just, in the survey. Are they just text messaging each other on either from either side of the bed, or what are they doing? What are what? what I do don't they, know. Does the they survey, don't go into detail, they, and I don't want to go into detail they don't either. Go into specifics about what's going on. Like they've got very more good importantly, got very good cameras. More importantly, <laughs> hi Jackson. The um, <laughs> the data showed that women use their phone three hours a day. Men use their phone one to two hours a day. On average, overall, two and a half hours a day. That's 38 days of your year. We use looking, holding, touching, uh, listening to our phones. Isn't that staggering the amount of time we spend on our mobile phones? It's, it's not surprising. We, they've become, like, you look at any teenager, any young person walking around today, and nine out of ten will be looking down at a phone while they're walking around. Or doing like me now. Just sit, just, just sit, honestly, sit in a cafe and, or in a shopping centre and just look around at the number of people. Not, and not just kids, I've got to no. say. I'm guilty of this too. A lot of people are just absorbed in this device. So this, this is no surprise at all, the amount of time we spend. Now, Huawei did this uh, survey to kind of make a point about the Mate 9, which we'll talk about in a second. But the critical thing that they found, I think, is more about the buying power or the buying choices people make. The most important thing to people is the cost of the plan, the cost of the phone. Yep. The second most important thing, battery life. Absolutely. Now, before we talk about battery, just for, just so you know, men, uh, look at the power and performance of the phone. Women, look at the camera quality. Camera quality, yeah. Um, which I'm not surprised by, but the reason this is important data for Huawei is because the Mate 9, uh, newly released this week, 999 available at Optus and Vodafone on plans and 999 at, at JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman, is um, has a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. And I've got to tell you, I've been Fantastic. getting a good day and a half out of the I've, thing, I've which is staggering to yeah. me. I, my, I reviewed it and I've uh, it, it was my device for a week and I got... The best I had was I had it off the charger at 8 in the morning and didn't need to charge it till 7 o'clock the next day, 7 p.m. the next day. And look, I'm the kind of person that gets to 50% at lunchtime and goes, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> Panic um, Yeah, totally. Uh, not, not not at all with the Mate, mate 9. It was just like yeah. even if you get to, you know, 
40% at 5 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Oh, you're still going, oh, I'm going to smash this here. It's unbelievable. Remember, this is a big screen phone. Your, your 7 Plus, your Note 7 style, or yeah. Note 5, size phone. This is a big phone. Yeah, it's five, uh, 5.9 inch screen. Full HD, not quad HD. I thought it would have. They've got a nice screen. You know what? I think it's fine. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I just thought it's a shame that they didn't just pump up some. More I mean, you mentioned earlier the Samsung Galaxy S8. Why, why the hell do you want a 4K screen on a smartphone? Just it's stupid. It's stupid. It chews up battery life, mate. Uh, well, That's what kills battery life. More pixels kills battery life. Why so be the first one to have a 4K. Well, screen? No, Sony's already yeah. got it. 4K, uh, 4K on this would have halved the battery no, no, life. No, I, I didn't say that. I said like quad HD would have been nice. Like yeah. it would have more pixels, more more battery. Yeah, no, it would look good. But no, but you're mentioning the battery. I think the Mate 9 having the Battery capacity is one thing, but having the power management in the phone is the is what is the secret yeah. source. That's what makes it run for that long. They've got a really intelligent system that uh, you know alerts you when there's apps running in the background for too long, and so the power management of the device is is really cool. Um, what I liked about it too, it, it's powered by its own processor. The Kirin Techno, the Kirin processor is their own silicon, so it's four gig of RAM, uh, the octa core processor. Uh, but I think the star of the show, apart from the battery, yeah. is the camera. Yeah, the and remember, we, had, we both had big wraps on the Huawei P9, the, P9, yeah. uh, the dual lens Leica camera. This is a second generation to that same camera. This is that same dual lens system, so developed by, with Leica, the camera, the photography company, and a 12 megapixel RGB sensor, that's the color sensor, and a 20 megapixel monochrome, and they combine to create these amazing images. Uh, the, the phone itself, I, I, I rate it really highly. I, I think this is, this really says to customers, yes, we're a player. We're a player in this tier. And, and look, at 9 you've got to say it's a top-tier phone. It's not a mid-tier. This is a, a, a top-tier device that's competing against Apple and Samsung, Google. The challenge uh, of that features. price, though, is you've got to remember this is actually still $300-odd cheaper than its competitors because to get a 64-gig iPhone or a, sc a screen size this big on a Samsung, you were paying $1,300. So it is actually still super cheap, right? But it just looks like it's competing at the... At the but remember, an iPhone 7 base model is... Is nine ninety nine. So, yeah. you know, this is a much bigger phone, much more powerful, better camera. I agree. Uh, I, I think though that, especially now in light of Samsung Galaxy A device now being on the market for two hundred dollars cheaper, that thereabouts the, the two around. Yeah, we, we suspect. Well, that's what we predict. But the the Mate Nine uh, lacks some features in terms of it's not waterproof. No, doesn't it's it's got a full HD screen instead of quite a HD screen. So. This this puts a bit of pressure. I think the Samsung devices are going to put some pressure on this uh, as yeah. being. I think you know, we, we alluded to that value. earlier. Yeah. I think that's what Samsung's doing with this A series. Is they're going to put pressure on um, people like Samsung and Oppo because this is a bloody great phone, really great phone. Let's talk about the camera quickly. The the improvements. The what they've done is they've created this this mode in the in the photography that's. Um, it gives you the ability to create depth of field effects after the uh, after the photo has been taken. Yeah. So wide you, aperture you, mode. Wide you, you can you can say you can just take a photo and then you can choose what should be in foreground focus. It's very very smart. It is beautiful. There are some times I found when it's just not perfect. It does kind of badly blur the background. But for the most part, and you've got some beautiful photos at techguide.com.au, for the most part, stunning effect and really, really good camera overall. Really, really high resolution. Oh, amazing detail, yeah. I think the two, the 
the two, the way the camera works, I mentioned earlier, there's the, the, the two sensors working together. So the monochrome um, lens gets the, all the detail and the colour lens obviously gets the colour and the, and the accuracy and come together really, really beautifully. And the, the, the amount of detail you see in the photos there, uh, you, you, your photos are going to look fantastic. There's a, a beauty mode as well on board. You've got panorama, all those sort of modes that you can expect. Uh, but uh, if, you're, if you're into your photography, it, it's, it's good enough to take control, but also good enough for you just to let it take control and just yeah. snap a good photo. Um, battery, we already mentioned. The fast charging, that's a great feature. Like I charged it from, I think it was about 4% to full in an hour and 15 minutes, which was fast. But even if, you wanna, if you're in a rush, 20-minute charge will get you all day. Yeah, and normally you're with these quick, quick charge phones, so people understand, is the, the first 60 or 80% is very quick, so it could be 20, 20 odd minutes. It's that last bit that takes the time because the processor, you know, has to manage the manage the delivery of power. So a fast charge system on any phone is normally a great way to get more than 50%. This one though is, is outstanding. What I like too is that Huawei has emphasized the fact of the the safety of its batteries as well. They've they've got a, a super safe five gate protection system. So I think in light of what we've seen with the Note 7, yeah. so they've got real time voltage and temperature monitoring. So not only for your for safety but also to help the battery run longer as well. But um, things I didn't like not waterproof not only full HD I reckon they could have gone quad HD if they really will sort of want to make this premium even more premium um, and the price I think 999 yeah it's a it's a statement to say yep we're up here playing with the big boys but when when Samsung and and other you would have preferred 899 I would have preferred 799 Mate, that's the price of the, the p9 well, that is cheaper though in the market. They've dropped the price. Of course, that, but, but you can't launch a bigger phone. I I agree. Nine 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 feels yeah, too high. high. It high. feels too high to me. But I I justify it, and I think they validly do as well by saying a competitor phone is three hundred dollars yeah. more. Now, to be clear, Huawei is the number three manufacturer in the world. So yeah. we're not talking about a no. a bottom player here. We're talking about a company that's number three behind Apple <coughs> and Samsung. And so, yeah, they are they are you know, toe-to-toe and can, are, are holding their own against these brands. Uh, I, I just I wondered in my review, is what I said, I said, oh, you just wonder how much how many more units they would have sold if it was a bit, little bit more competitively priced. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we're both Vodafone customers. We are, and we uh, pay. There was a yeah, yeah. We uh, we we did though. I, I did like though what a uh, little experiment that Vodafone conducted, and you would have loved this, being you being a racing car fan. Yeah. Mark Scaife, who's V8 legend, V8 racing car legend, and he he took part in this little experiment where he drove a BMW M6, which he knows quite well, but uh, he drove it with a difference. He drove it with all the the windows blacked out, and. To, to navigate what Vodafone did, he said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to put three Samsung Galaxy S7 uh, phones connected to the Vodafone network, stream live through those cameras to three Samsung tablets inside the car to give you the view of what's happening outside. Now, to increase the stakes and make it even more interesting, he had the Vodafone Australia CEO in the passenger seat for this hot lap. It was at Calder Park Raceway in Victoria, and I thought it was a really fun and great way to demonstrate that, yes, the network works great, great Vodafone marketing there, but it was a terrific video to watch. Yeah, no, Inyaki was in the passenger seat. Inyaki loves his motorsport, yeah, so he, right. he, um, it was, that was probably half the reason why they sponsored the, the BMW team. It was uh, Mark Scaife, uh, uh, 
uh, Russell Ingle and Tony Longhurst, three like m- my era uh, touring car legends, raced at Bathurst at the 12 hour. Sadly, it didn't go that well for them. Russell crashed. <laughs> um, but this and this is it is a great idea. They did it in New Zealand with a with a rallycross driver and in Romania with a rallycross driver. So it's not a new idea, but it's the first time Vodafone's done it in Australia and it looked awesome and it's well worth a look. We've got the video at techguide.com.au and at eftm.com.au. You can imagine sitting in your car and imagine the windows blacked out and you've got three tablets in front of you. Mark Scaife described it as a like a virtual Re- race racing simulator, racing simulator yeah. like driving an Xbox <laughs> in real time. But if you crash, uh, you actually feel the crash. Yeah, 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 exactly. So pretty cool stuff. And if you want to see the video, it's up on our website. It's two blokes talking tech. Well, mate, I've been playing with this app now for about a month called Do Talk, and I've got to be honest. I was told it's, it's it, been out that long, is it? Yes. Um, I was told about it by Richard Wilkins at Channel Nine. He said, "Mate, can you have a look hang at this on, thing? Hang on, let me just pick up that no, name no, you just dropped, context, mate." There's context to that, right? <laughs> so you know, I'm, you sit when you know, when you're sitting around before a, before a show, there's people yeah, around. Dicky oh, comes up to me, he goes, "Mate, always. can you have a look at this app mate of mine built?" Yeah. And mate, I, I sunk into my seat because the worst thing in the world is yeah, when yeah. someone asks you to look at something that their mate did or they did, yeah. and it's crap, yeah. right? Have you've had that before, right? Yeah. Now, I said, yeah, sure, mate, sure. And I had a look at it, I downloaded it, and I went, oh, my God, this is actually pretty cool. It's a translation app. Now, I, I have a few friends who speak different languages, and here's how it works. It's like a chat app. So I added uh, my friend Annie, who speaks uh, Mandarin or, or Cantonese, and um, I sent in the app, I just added her phone number. And it sends her a text message saying in, in her language saying, you know, download the app, and here's the link. Then once she joins, uh, I can... I can speak. I can actually just press a microphone and speak. Yep. It, it hears my voice, works out what I'm saying, and then pastes on the screen in text the English and Cantonese or simplified Chinese version of what I so, said. So what you what you so the translation is text and audio or just just text? just text. So, so it, what you speak and then it translates yep. it to text. That's right. So <laughs> I said I said because I actually said, "Hey Annie, uh, no idea how this works," and it, and and then it got the name wrong, and I said, "That's funny, it got your name wrong," and it, it shows it in on the screen in in her language and mine. Um, same works in uh, in Dutch. I tried it in Dutch um, and like long long sentences as well. And it just, it made it just works. Now, yeah. to be clear, it's like any voice recognition system gets the voice recognition wrong a little bit, yeah. and it's like any and translation the fact that it's system. Translating different languages. Oh, as well. no. So, so her translation in was a Cantonese. Yep. Was then put into English, yeah. so you could read it in English. So she's. Wow. Have you? You see a lot of people using, you know, uh, the voice thing in, in like WeChat and WhatsApp to yeah. talk to people. They send yeah. little voice messages, um, and, and it's a great way to communicate. But. You know, if you're trying to communicate with someone in another language, it's a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. So here's the great thing. Imagine you're in a workplace that has offices around the world. Yep. I mean, this chat app allows you to connect with colleagues you couldn't connect with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends um, in real time. If you're traveling, it, it's great in real time. My, my issue with it is it doesn't actually have a real time version that you could just sit here and, and have a conversation. You've kind of got to add someone it's to a, your contacts. It's a, it's a conversation-based yeah, text messaging. It's, it's, you know, you can't use it in a restaurant. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, you can't use it in a restaurant to kind of order something. Yeah, right. um, Although, to, to be fair, I think Samsung have a similar app called to, I think but does not as not as widespread as this but they've got the S translator yeah. that lets you go from English to Cantonese so, or whatever and, and Google yeah. has a great app where you can point at things but yeah. the thing that this does is do it in such pace at such such um, speed the bloke that designed it is in bloody cans he's like an Aussie bloke total Aussie, knockabout Aussie, right yeah actually he's a uh, I, I know his name's Reno. This guy been in Cairns all his life. I've actually met him a couple of times back. He's good mates with Jeff Fennick as well, yep. so that's how, how I met him. But uh, he's obviously got friends in high places with Dickie Wilkins as well. Yeah. Eh? And, and look, look, created the yeah, created the app. 
um, so that he, he could communicate with family and friends around the world. Uh, and honestly, and I say this with complete honesty, great app. Like, yep. good, slick interface, works really well, seamless setup, um, you know, just as good as any other translation app in the world. But here's the thing. I, I don't think the long game is do talk having a million users. I think the long game is WeChat, WhatsApp, Facebook, someone saying, yeah, mate, so we want we'll that technology it, yeah, yeah. because they could buy this overnight and, and change the face of Facebook yeah, Messenger. absolutely. Well, so uh, the real-time translation, there's 90 different languages. Yeah. Instant voice translation for 50, more than 50 languages. So voice to sex dictation, as you said. Group chat as well. So if you're talking to, you may have people in different countries, different yeah, languages. It'll, it'll translate for all of them in their language. 256-bit encryption as well, and you can store the voice files, MP4 file storage. Yeah, there's a bunch of other side features, and but iPhone I think... iPhone and, and Android. Yeah, iPhone and Android, but in the end, the best thing about it is, is the chat and the instant translation. It's a great little app. It's available now on uh, iPhone and Android. You'll find it in the Google Play Store and iTunes. If you can't find it by search, I don't know why you couldn't, but someone tweeted me that this morning. The links are on my website, eftm.com.au. But anyway, now Aussie doing well, mate, and yeah, uh, nothing, nothing bad about that. Well, yeah. uh, two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Stephen, minute review time, and you're going to kick it off with a product we talked about from our sponsor, Netgear, but uh, a product you've just reviewed at techguide.com.au, the Nighthawk X10. We saw this at CES. Stunning-looking beast. Yes, it is. A a beast, no doubt. But uh, it it is the sort of device that is really sort of takes the next step in terms of providing fast, even Wi-Fi coverage in your home. The way we use Wi-Fi today has changed so much, and I think this responds to our modern needs where there are how many, you know, how many emails you get and from listeners saying, look, yeah. how do I improve my Wi-Fi in my daughter's bedroom, out the back, in the yard, whatever. This is the product, I think, that meets our modern needs in terms of viewing Netflix, online gaming, having so many devices connected to the network at once. You'll be surprised how many devices connect in an average household. The Nighthawk X10 does that, provides combined wireless speeds of up to 7.2 gigabits per second. Now, to test this device, I use the app that you actually recommended, the, the, the Wi-Fi mapping dev, uh, app from yeah, Telstra. Telstra Wi-Fi uh, Maximizer. And what I did was actually mapped my home, the bottom floor of my home, and used a rival uh, uh, router. Didn't name the company, just called it Device A and mapped it and you could see on on my site there that the fact that the the heat map showed the coverage was good not great the speeds at different points were varied then i did the same test with the the x10 and the differences were incredible speeds at all corners of the house were up to 240 megabits per second. Now, this is, to be clear, the speed of the network inside my home. Just for everyone wondering, this is only a router. It's not a modem. So this does not make the internet come into your house faster. Once the once your content is on your network, then this takes over and can really stream things fast at that point. And just so you know, when you look at the map on Stephen's uh, side, it does look like you kind of get this red around the edges. If you started walking outside and doing tests as well, oh, yeah. you'd pretty much cover the whole grounds of your Absolutely, home as well. It's yeah. stunning what these things do with range. Range is incredible. And, and it has got this really aggressive design. You can look right into it. There's a grill on top. You can look into the into the cooling fan and the motherboard. Uh, it's got the, the power, the active antennas as well. And setup is a snap like the there's a, they've got an app called the uh, Netgear Up, yep. which takes literally five minutes to rename the network, redo your passwords, and then you're up and running. Really easy to set up. That, that's a, one of the big biggest features of it is that don't be intimidated by setting up this big beast of a router. It is really simple. Uh, it's available now. Look, it's not cheap. It's $799, but I think... 
you, you get what you pay for here with this great network that you'll thank yourself once you've got it because when you're watching Netflix and, and streaming, doing all this stuff online, the, the fact you're going to have a really smooth network with a great range and great speed, it's something that we want and are definitely worth the price. $7.99, the Night, Netgear Nighthawk X10. Two Blokes Talking Tech, check out the full review at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Stephen, for our second... Oh... <laughs> oh well, this you is did pinch one of massively them. controversial. I did, have, I did have the Mate Nine as my second review, but you go, no, no, let's do it with the uh, with the uh, the oh, well, survey. And sorry I thought talking right about right. a flagship device is well, a topic on the show. I did review it. They were my reviews. Reviews take time, you know. Reviews aren't something you just bang out like a news story. Reviews mean you've got to use the product for quite a while, as you know. I was just going to say, who are you yeah. talking to? No, no. Well, just people get well, you'd name a few people. The, the, there are reviews that actually you've got to review the product. You've got to use the product yeah. and then take the time to write about it and. And you experience it. What are you going to do now? Take a dip? Well, maybe. Or I might just push you in the pool. Like you're right near it. I might just push you backwards into the pool. Is this waterproof? This phone or? Yeah, iPhone sevens. They're both waterproof. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Both of them, eh? Well, yeah, they're, yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. iPhone seven and seven plus. Yeah, you use the smaller one, don't you? That's yeah, I use da- the seven as my day to day, and the seven yeah. plus is what we record the show on. Fantastic. Using a Shure microphone, sure if anyone microphone. cares, from Apple stores, ridiculously expensive, but great, great quality <laughs> when I'm on the microphone. Yeah, of course. Uh, two bucks talking tech episode, whatever it was. Um, Rundown's lost two eighty six. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear. We might come back again next week and do two eighty seven. Two eighty seven. Yeah, I'd say that's a good bet. Right here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talk to you next week. 